Just a little warning, this podcast has some swearing in it. Welcome to Phone and with Honan. Welcome to the party. Hello. How are you? Welcome. How are you? I am okay. It's January 2021. And because, like, I don't have a lot of work that I have to do, um, I'm very lucky. I do. I'm very grateful. I count my blessings. I take my SEISS grant and I and I do as much good as I can. Um, but I really enjoyed the Christmas break because it has that thing of, like, you're not expected to do anything. So you can just play Animal Crossing on Nintendo for hours at a time. And you don't have to feel guilty about making your podcasts. Um, you guys don't make me feel guilty. Um, <laughs> I keep faking, don't I? I keep faking a momentum behind these podcasts and their suggested frequency. And then disappearing into a hole of inactivity. <laughs> uh, I am now entering into a moment of activity, though. I'm about to release a series of new remixes and videos uh, this year. So history will tell you that means all of my work will get a flurry of energy. That's how that seems to be how it works. So a flurry of podcasts, perhaps. For you, no promises anymore. In today's episode, we travel back in time <laughs> to October when I was organised and I recorded all these podcasts when we were miraculously allowed to meet inside a venue at physical, safe physical distances, but very close emotional, emotionally, um, and play shows. My guest today is Stevie Joe Dooley, who played bass in my band at a show then. We were about to do it when we spoke. And Stevie has a world of her own great music. Um, it's a weird way to release time-sensitive podcasts out of order, but I like the thought of you all listening and fantasising about that world that we're going to get back to. I hope you enjoy today's chat with Stevie Joe. It's nice to see you. It's so nice to see you. We, I, I was just thinking about, because um, I feel like I've been like in touch with you, but I don't think we've seen each other or spoken really like since lockdown. So much correspondence, oh so little FaceTime. <laughs> oh gosh, that's just like the theme of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're about to see a lot of each other. So much, I'm so excited about it. Me too. Hey listeners, me and Stevie Joe have a gig soon. Oh, in like yeah. two weeks time so we're gonna do a bunch of rehearsals so we're gonna be real humans in a room playing music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which is something that i haven't done very much hang on let's start the podcast properly because i'm jumping ahead because i'm really excited to talk to you about what you've been doing in lockdown which is a, like a very common thing to say about people mm -hmm. either uh new and good have you got something new and good mm, i did think about this i'll tell you what's new and good is um, Blackberries. 
Blackberries. Mm. Hang on. But it's September. Yeah, but I so I'm not in tune with these things. I'm such a city girl through and through. But now I live just outside Bristol and you can walk and you can eat the the fruit just off the <laughs> bushes. And I think it is kind of late for them, but they're still going strong in Winterbourne. There's been like a second wave. A second wave of black. That's my favourite kind of second wave is a black yeah. broom. It's unbelievable wave. that you can just walk and as you're walking there's like treats just on Hang on, walk. are you saying this is new to you in your life? Yeah, it is. Whoa, yeah, I did yeah, yeah. not think that you were that much of a city girl. Mm. I don't know, just it wasn't a theme in my existence. Wow. Yeah. I think, mm, I wonder, because growing up in Australia we had fruit trees in our backyard mm. we, had, we had we um, had apricots I'm gonna I'm probably gonna say it in a really Australian accent now I'm talking about <laughs> home um, we had apricots plums oranges and peaches I think oh Nula I've got a hey I'm on a podcast <laughs> she's gone she went with her tail legs <laughs> um, so you live just outside of Bristol in mm-hmm. a share house do you know what instead of me telling the story and you um just saying yes why don't okay. you tell us the story because when lockdown happened yeah you found yourself in a uh, quite an interesting setup yeah um we're a ha- well so for lockdown we were a house of seven um and kind of un it wasn't planned normally we're a house of five but then people were staying and lockdown happened and they stayed throughout lockdown so um but it's been really amazing and we've been so lucky Mm. um we've got everyone's kind of creative within those seven people we had wait counting four musicians yeah um and a filmmaker so we made music videos. Yeah, that's a recipe. That's just a recipe for like oh, it's just dealing so with dreamy. being creative. What kind of filmmaker was your... Who is the filmmaker? It's Nirvana, Nirvana who yeah. goes as Nana Hugh. I don't know if you Okay. Have what kind of filmmaker her. are they normally? Well, she's kind of just a, an artsy person in general, also a nurse, so like saving the world and creating art. So. <laughs> Winning combo. Winning combo. Um, but she, she, yeah, she does vi- lots of different visual arts and kind of creative video making and wanted to do, have some experience in live video making. And it started quite like low key and then kind of got more and more elaborate with each video we did. Mm. And it was just so, because, uh, you know, otherwise I think quite a lot of people you can end up with a bit of lack of purpose and stuff. And we were just so lucky to kind of all have something, even though it wasn't... Um, Do you mean lack of purpose money. specifically in this period of lockdown? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I was... I mean, I think we all were just really into it. It's like, when's the next one? Mm, so um, are you... I mean, you've got, like... It's not just a house of four musicians, but, like, an incredible lineup of, like, top-of-their-game musicians as well. Yeah, it's pretty so, sweet. So it's you and uh, Dan, Daniel Inzani... Um, yes. He mostly plays uh, keys of all sorts. Mm-hmm. And then Conrad, is it Conrad Singh? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Um, and Conrad plays mostly guitars. Yes. And then who's the Also f- loads of whistle, but you don't <gasps> get to see it in the videos. Oh my God. Yeah. And then yeah, fourth kind of is... My boyfriend, Danny Wallington, Danny who Wallington. is normally resides in Sheffield. 
but was kind of well, he was actually moving from London to Sheffield and stopping by Bristol for like a day or two. Wow. And that was the day that Boris made the announcement. Wow. And he stayed for six months. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And I mean you wouldn't have seen each other otherwise. No. Yeah, wow. it was crazy timing. And it worked out for him as well because had it been a few days, you know, late or anything, he was heading up to Sheffield to find a place. He didn't actually have a house yet. Ah, so um, yeah, great, great. So that wow. could have been, yeah, And um, here's a personal question. I mean, you guys didn't live together and then all of a sudden you live together. Like, I think mm. this is a really interesting thing with relationships. I think it has worked and it has also not worked out. Can you, do you want to share like what that's been like for mm. you guys as a couple? Yeah, so I think it's, it was, so straight up, it was really good. It was really great. Wow. And it was also, it was a really nice opportunity to like trial that because it's hard to, if you'd make the decision to move in with one another, it's not something you reverse ever. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not a lot of like opportunity for backing out you can no. but that you probably like I imagine there would be like a not a stigma but a kind of expectation that you won't back out or, or that it would like be some justification or, yeah 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 so yeah it was and and both of us as well like we, he did live in Bristol when we met but we've all pretty much always been distance and I think we both quite like it that way we we're you know he's a musician as well we both need quite a lot of time to ourselves and space to do our thing. Yeah. So we both really value having that distance and then seeing each other and really enjoying each other's company. But at the same time, we wouldn't have had this opportunity to see what it's like living together if lockdown hadn't happened. And that also really worked. So it means that mm. we both know that both options are yeah. valid. And How do you create, you just said you really value time to yourself and time to create and time for your music. How do you Mm. create that space for yourself in a house full of seven people and Mm. including your like relationship? How how did you find creating that space? With the house, we're lucky in that the house layout kind of suits us all practicing simultaneously and it not being too disruptive. How? Um, what do you mean? How? Well, so we've all got quite big spaces. I can have my double bass in here and my bass guitar. And that's, you know, in previous houses, when I've lived in like terraces in the centre of Bristol, mm. I, I didn't play double bass for four years because I didn't live in a room big enough to have my you, double bass. Like my bedroom that we're in right now, it's like yeah. the double bed and then the space around yeah. the double bed. And then yeah. I've like, I've got this, um, my desk is like a ladder desk that, um, mm. I'll, maybe I'll share with you, but it kind of goes, it like leans up against the wall and then becomes like a, oh, cool. a set of desk. like desk. Yeah. Well, it can be standing or sitting. I've just kind of like, oh, but it kind right. of goes in the corner. So I, yeah, I mean, normally I'd actually be in the living room, but they're doing building work next door. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's bedrooms. Like if you're in a share house, you have a bed and your wardrobe and that's it. So mm. You guys what, have some kind of cheap dream ma- mansion in the countryside. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, although it's coming to an end. I know. I saw. I saw you guys you are all that? looking for somewhere to live. <gasps> yeah, that's really. Um, but you know, 
I, if I wasn't pushed, I'd never leave. Yeah, because don't think. you have like a stream running through the bottom of your garden or something? We've got. So <laughs> it's the end of a cul-de-sac. Let's it's just make everyone feel really jealous, really right? Jealous. Just for a second. It's. I mean, yeah. Maybe I should lie and just say. It's no, no, just no. Tell us. Grim. Tell us about your dream world. We okay. want to know. It is my dream world, but um, maybe listeners will find like some satisfaction in knowing that it's ending soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you drive in, it's like a cul-de-sac, so right at the end, so it's really private. And it also used to be a stone quarry, so like surrounding the whole garden is just like sheer red cliff wall mm. and like no one overlooking. Um, so it's literally just like earth all around you. And then on the remaining side of the garden, the river Froom <gasps> runs past us. Froom? Mm. Oh my gosh. One of the Frooms, I know there's a few Frooms. There's a few, few stretches of Froom. Wow, that's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Are there blackberries yeah. in your garden? Not just There's blackberries walks. in the garden. There's blackberries along, well, so just, yeah, wandering around Winterbourne as well. Mm. So it's pretty nice. And how have you, how you, is this going to be your first gig, your gig at the lanes with us? Um, like with real people? Real people. gig I've done was um it was like when we were first allowed to go back into pubs and it was in the pub garden just like a jazz like four piece thing I think there were more people on stage and in the audience kind of vibe jazz Mm, yeah Um, (laughs) that's fun I love that more people on stage and audience I feel yeah how are you feeling about doing doing this gig then going back I'm really excited yeah I I'm, I mean I've fangirled anyway, so I fangirled really with me. Yeah, yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, great. I mean, yeah, definitely. Oh. So um, I probably um, shouldn't be so excited about that, but it's nice when <laughs> you like each other's stuff. It is, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm excited to see you play. You're going to open for us, so I I get to yeah, see like what I you're doing. Yeah, I can confirm that by the way. Oh great, yeah, I confirm. Okay, cool. We'll announce it. <laughs> yeah. I went to my first live gig last night to go and watch, mm. and um, I went to see Aaron Catlow and Kit Hawes, and they oh right, what was that? In the Chapel Arts Centre in Bath. Oh, nice. And I cried. For the first mm. half an hour of the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, what kind of tears? Like, what kind of tears? I think they were quite blubby, but partly because I was, mm. trying to hold, I was trying to hold them back and I couldn't. It was like they came through the venue and they got on the stage and from the moment they got on the stage, and as you know, they're really close friends of mine. I've played music mm-hmm. with them for like 10 years. And I started crying once they got on the stage because I mm. my body was like, I can't believe this is about to happen. And then they started playing and obviously they're both such virtuosos and not just virtuosic in that like playing technically really well, but also with like so, so, so much heart and feel. And I just, I felt so many things. I think like part, I felt a million things. Relief as well mm. was part of it was like, 
and just the the like familiar but immediately also new at the same time feeling of like what music does to my body physically and my spirit like my spirit was being like interacted with <laughs> and it was really it made my life a million times better and I just mm. yeah I couldn't stop crying and I eventually wow. I, I ran out after half an hour Is, do you reckon the same experience will that, happen when you're on stage well that's what I'm wondering like when we do the gig I'm like oh my god that's am I fine. just am I gonna actually be able to sing or am I just gonna cry and cry and cry I yeah and I've got I'm at, I've got a couple other gigs lined up as well I'm going to see um Rachel Dad soon and Waldo's mm. Gift um yeah so I need excited. to I've kind of I don't know I think because I'm out of the habit of it I've not been looking at what's on yeah, so I wonder if I'm if I'm just gonna cry all the way through. Okay, um, I think that would be fine. It's I gonna be cathartic for everyone. Yeah, I think so. It was definitely cathartic, but also, and, yeah, and it, it it'll be a different kind of tears because of your genre. <laughs> yeah, like it might maybe some of the anger can spill out. Yeah. As well. <laughs> some of the angst and the yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely lots of letting go. Yeah, yeah. I might join you. Yeah, oh yeah. We should all just have a big cry. Just women crying. <laughs> like women rocking out with electric yeah. guitars and basses and crying. That just sounds right. beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think one of the main things, I wonder about how other people have been interacting with this, and it's probably really different for you because you've been playing music with everyone, but mm-hmm. part of the thing was I was reminded, it's been really hard promoting the album this year um, yeah. without any of the connection it's been like all of the hard bits <laughs> that's right I've had a lot of successes and accolades and responses from people and that's been really I've enjoyed that but it's it's just felt like it's been on the other side of this screen that I kind of can't access mm. it properly because it's not happening in real life and last night watching that music made me feel like oh it is music is that special and important to me it is the most important thing that ever happens in my entire existence Mm -hmm. like this is and and it was like oh that that's why I've destroyed myself yeah this year and it was kind of like a if you don't play music for a long time kind of forgetting why you do it and maybe forgetting Mm -hmm. that it is what you want to do and that it is important to you and I wonder like how your journey has been in lockdown guess you've had people what what do you think about that idea of like has it been hard to remember why because it's such a difficult life um why you do it I've had that in life before covid definitely just questioning what is the point and like having little bits like hang-ups of guilt of like is it a selfish act just like oh yeah writing songs and making you know the 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 thing about self-promotion is it's great that you have the power to you know put yourself on platforms but also it feels a bit needy sometimes it feels so gross it feels yeah it doesn't feel particularly giving Mm. so yeah I definitely I've had that hang up before Mm. and lost sight of what how amazing music can be and previously when that has happened having a bit of space from it and then perhaps going to a performance has been what's yeah snapped me out of that and remind reminded me it's uh, like a constant little journey 
for the Holy Grail. And then you mm-hmm. find the Holy Grail for like an hour mm-hmm. and then you're recharged. And then, <laughs> you know, when it runs out, you go looking for the <laughs> Holy Grail yeah. again. It's like a constant, you keep, yeah, keep searching for that. Yeah. I think as well, I, I went through that and that's that whole process was one of the reasons I decided to get another job. Um, yeah, you're an architect. Ah, uh, so Are you an architect? I, I studied architecture. Oh, you studied architecture. And I now am a building services engineer, which basically means I size radiators. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. cool. But That's it's important. Like it. It's important. Oh, that my needs gosh. To be warm. Yeah. yeah, super important. Um, okay. Yeah, but, so you it. work for like an engineering uh, mm-hmm. company? An engineering consultancy. Yeah. Um, and how is that what what effect did that have like going and getting another job was that did you like give up on music be like I'm done I'm getting another job or was it no I think it was I I think I knew I needed a bit of perspective I I also didn't I thought oh I'll just go do a degree I was confused about what I wanted to do and a, a degree is kind of like a nice they set you up they give you a timetable and that's what I needed because I was but previously I was trying to be a musician and there was no timetable and I was questioning like why I was doing it, losing sight of the value of it, um, feeling quite stressed. So yeah, I think I didn't particularly think about what the degree was, I was just really up for being told what to do. Wow. And then I came out the other side of it and was able to work part-time and it's been it's been really great because I have that kind of like consistency in my life, which is the job and also something I'm interested in. But then I come away from it and every, you know, I, I work three days a week, I have four days a week for music and I'm so excited to play music. And then the reverse happens, like after the four days of music, I'm kind of like feeling a bit existential again. Yeah. And then I can go back and go on Excel and it's great. Oh man, it's so... It's so existential. It's so confusing. And people mm. listening, I don't even know what people must think when they hear about these like inner workings. Like, why would you put yourself through it? And there's a lot of talk in the press at the moment about 30% of the music industry are going to quit mm. the music industry and go and do something else. And I just think whoever is writing that, it has no idea. Like, no, they're not. They're not quitting. They're going Mm. to do another job to survive. And then when they're able, they're going to come straight back to music. That's exactly what I've thought. Because it's a ball and chain. Like, you can't... When you have an experience like I did last night, it's like... Mm -hmm. Like, Claire, who I was with, she plays violin, and she'd never seen Kit play before, which is crazy. She was like, I need to learn the 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 guitar now. I need to learn the guitar. I have to learn the guitar. Because he's the best in ever and ever. He's the best. And he makes you feel, and and I think if your your body and your spirit and your and your brain and whatever is that you're the you're the music type, when you see and experience things like that, you're like, ah, oh, now I have to go and do that. And I just don't think you can ever get away from it. And I think no. it's really maybe what they're saying is is like these 30 percent of this industry being forced to do something else and i wish they would kind of talk about the emotional labor of that of like you're being forced out of your career you don't know Mm -hmm. how to start what kind of new career are you going to start what does that mean for you how's that going to affect your mental health like this summer everything dropped out 
for me music wise except the promotion of the album yeah and so I panicked and I just went full-time to my part-time job at the lake as a, mm. I'm a lifeguard in a in an outdoor yeah. lake and I normally work one day a week to do that balance that you do yeah to mm-hmm. have somewhere to go to get perspective to have space to have structure to get paid to have a bit of regular income to swim obviously mm-hmm. and I turned that into a full-time job and like after three months like it destroyed my mental health trying to but I love the lake like I love it there so much but it was so it was really really harmful actually to like Mm -hmm. have to do another career so I yeah I think there's probably a lot of that going on oh got very fired up but I've just been very like upset about the way it's been written about in the papers it's like very Mm. clinical and and about economy and numbers and it's like this is really sad for people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I guess there's something happy within that, which is that both me and you know that people will yeah. bounce back because there is a need for it and there is, like, there's a need as a creative to keep making. Yeah. And there's a demand from people to keep, like, experiencing, experiencing what they're making. It's definitely really hard for those people at the moment. But I don't think that COVID's going to be the end of art. No, my gosh, no. And I also think, you know, it's heartbreaking for venues closing down and those people that have built their lives for that. And but I do think of, I mean, especially someone like Bristol, when a few venues close down and you think like, oh no, the equilibrium is going to like falter and we're going to run out of venues and everything's going to change and then like I remember when the jam jar started and it Mm -hmm. was like it those things bubble to the surface because when Mm -hmm. there's a need and when there's a group of clucky energetic people they find a way and I think it's going to be really savage and people are going to lose their you know their businesses and their savings and their life like that's really difficult the venues closing but like people like someone asked me like you know, do you think we'll ever get it back? I say, of course we will. Of course yeah. we will. Of course yeah, we will. and it's not the first time that for various reasons these kind of, you know, the greater picture has a knock-on effect to how people live, but... Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, bounce back. On that note, can I ask you um, if you have any silver linings? Silver linings! I think of this moment right now... I think throughout COVID, I'm very aware that I've been very lucky, very lucky. The thing that's been like a small source of sorrow more recently is the fact that we're losing this house. Mm. But the silver lining to that is definitely that there's something new on the horizon. Mm. Um, And it's not, I don't really know what it is yet. There's like a few things emerging and, and I'm quite excited about it. Because I've been here two years, and that's actually the longest I've ever lived anywhere since I left home. Wow. So, I, yeah, I, I think I actually... There's a part of me that quite likes change, and so I'm excited to see what's going to emerge, basically. That is so beautiful, Stevie. I think, you know, and a lot of people experiencing these endings of chapters and being mm-hmm. forced out of places or things or... Mm-hmm. And to... to to look forward and be curious and mm. excited about what's next that is such a like amazing like 
headspace to be in. So that's mm. thanks for um, it's really brave of you as well. That's really beautiful. Oh, thanks. Um, Thank good silver lining. Uh, and what about a song for our playlist? We have a playlist that kind of is a sister to the podcast mm. that people can go on Spotify and enjoy alongside the conversations. Yes. So I have recently discovered a track called What'll I Do by The New Birth. Do you know it? What'll I Do by The New What'll Birth. What'll I Do by The New Birth. And they're, um, it's from the 70s. It's actually a few... Is it this one? What'll I do when you no. are far away? No, no, that's beautiful. It's not like, what'll I do, 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 what'll I do, what'll I do? <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good jam. I'm up for it. It's got, it um, the band is kind of some of the guys that went on to do Earth, Wind and Fire. Ah. It's like Motown, Soul-y vibes. Okay. And then it's got like a full-on choir, all in unison. <gasps> Oh, it's amazing. I'm really going to listen to it as soon as we oh, hang up. It's so feel good. It's so feel... So, my only... It's not really a criticism. It's kind of like... Mm, endorsing um, dependency in relationships. Because it's like, what will I do without you? Which I, I don't... I'm not so into. But the vibe of the song... I'm really into dependency in relationships. I fought it for a long time and actually mm, like okay. I've discovered a lot of um joy and um yeah, that's a whole other podcast dependency mm, in relationships. Okay, but, yeah. But maybe I need to rethink that. We'll talk about it when I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Each their own. I think different times in your life as well like yeah, I think true. it's good to allow it when it's right and healthy and mm. um you know yeah that's that's what i think cool well i'm gonna cool. see you next week for rehearsals yeah yes yeah. can't wait <gasps> and we're gonna say farewell yeah so nice to chat and i would like to share um your your stuff with listeners so I'll get a link of like where the best place is for people to go and look for mm. things oh we didn't even talk about the name change Oh, that's all right. That's a it's huge kind of... chapter. Well, we're going Stevie Toddler now. For yeah, for Google's sake, for I'm Google's going Stevie sake. Toddler. Stevie Toddler, great. Have you got a website? Um, it is still toddlersounds.com. Toddlersounds.com. I'll put it up oh, there, yeah. and then people can find your videos and. Stuff yeah. Like that. Great, great, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great, yeah. Great. <gasps> Thanks, Stevie. Thank you. So and nice I'll... to see you. Yeah, really nice to see you. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Oh, hey. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you, Stevie Joe. Um, and because of the way time works in podcasts, we have now played the gig that we talked about. Our one and only show together. It was Stevie's first show with my band. And we didn't really get to rehearse much. And she absolutely smashed it. We all absolutely smashed it. I said in the podcast I wasn't sure if I was going to cry. I did not cry. I got... As soon as the venue filled up with people and I stepped up on stage and I had my guitar in my hands and I looked around me and my band was there, I was just hysterically happy and cackled. <laughs> and I think I shouted something like, let's start the party. <laughs> Some kind of brilliant, awkward banter like I always do. But I really meant it. I just felt like, oh, we, we made it. And let's share this thing. And it was 
euphoric. It was all the physical, spiritual, funny, scary, great things of making music with your friends and sharing it with people. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. And I can't wait to do it again. Uh, anyway, back to Stevie. You can check out more of uh, her music via the website toddlersounds.com. The link is in the description, as is the link to our Spotify playlist, Phone With Hone, and the companion to the podcast, where I put all our guests' musical suggestions in one place. <clears throat> Thanks today to Paul McMahon for the Real People musical jingle in the middle. Paul was our guest on the previous episode. He is lovely and fun, and have a listen to, uh, to that and any other episodes if you haven't already. Thanks for listening today, whether it's your first time, welcome, or whether you're well into this journey with me of using good old-fashioned chats to help navigate our way through time, <laughs> finding feelings and struggles and gratitude. Uh, if you enjoy <laughs> there, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please. Subscribe on your platform of choice to keep receiving these small pockets of joy. I love keeping you company and I would love to hear from you too. If you want, you can send me a message or leave a comment on any of our social networking pages, platforms, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can find Phonem with Honan or Nula Honan. And you can find all episodes and links to information about our guests over on my website, nulahonan.com. Come and look after yourself as best you can, please, and stay safe. Bye.